Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Silly <laughs> and sad. I'm Cheyenne. <laughs> Damn it. You really threw me off for a second. I was about to be like, and I'm Cheyenne. We're both Cheyenne. <laughs> or we're both Taylor. You decide. Comments. Take your votes. Make comment down below. Text 5682. <laughs> your vote matters. <laughs> I like Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I don't think anybody thinks of anything else except for Dancing with the Stars when you're like, text your votes now. Oh, so you think America's you can dance. So you think you can dance. So you think you can dance, 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 dance. Um, yeah. Okay, welcome back to Sillies and Sads. I am Taylor. And I am Cheyenne. Okay. And this episode is the part two of The Girls Get Parented. Woo, woo, woo. I'm going to add in. Sound the alarm. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys noticed anything. I dyed my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did dye her hair. But I got my new glasses. They're Versace. And the case is huge. Can we show the case? The case is up there. Damn it. You should have brought the case down here. Yeah, no. Don't try and mug her. Bam. Yeah, you'll get got. So, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about her us glasses. getting... <laughs> Actually, it's not the Girls Get Parented Part 2. It's Versace, Taylor's Glasses. That's all we're going to talk about this whole entire time. Exactly. This I think we should... like a two-hour one for the glasses. <laughs> like last week's episode wasn't long enough or oh last God. episode wasn't long enough yeah no it was i mean i enjoyed it i got a lot of good feedback so really yeah well, that's good yeah i told you about it yes <laughs> or i didn't and i told jake either way somebody does know it's not me <laughs> but so we're going to be talking about that today but i think we should get into our sillies and sads first cheyenne take it away so my silly would obviously be, like, my hair, but we're not going to do that again because I feel like we did that when I went blonde a month ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a month ago. So, these last two days, so, like, you and I have twin brain. I mean, even just last week, we were, like, describing down to the T the same experience with our stomach, our bowels, and our vibes. <laughs> The three, the three most important topics we ever discuss. If you, if you and your best friend don't talk about your bowel movements on a regular basis, I don't know what you're doing. And, and maybe that's just the thing that comes with like getting older. But I openly discuss my bowel movements with yeah. a lot of people. Because like, you need to know. Because I don't know a lot about poop. What if somebody knows more about poop than I know, and I want them to tell me if my poop's weird or not? No, usually I'm just like, guess how many times I shit today? <laughs> yeah, but you shit like. Ten times a day. I've only shit four times today. Thank you. <laughs> and there's another one brewing, so. <laughs> um, no, like, so literally just last week, that happened to us. But then these last couple days, Russell and I, a thought would come into my mind and, like, you know, all the voices up there, one of them would say it, and he would immediately say it out loud to me. And I'm like. Are you sure you're not just uh, mirroring him? How would I be mirroring him if I said it in my head first? I'm just saying. You could be gaslighting yourself. We did have a long laugh in the car yesterday after it happened about, like, all of our personalities and stuff. <laughs> but, like, today I went and had lunch with him, and we went to Sonic, and I was kind of like, oh, it's more like what he wants, but, like, I could find something. Like, sure. And I was looking, and in my head I was like, I think I'm going to get a chicken sandwich. And, like, 
I think I'm gonna get a chicken sandwich. I was like, you gotta stop, because this is really starting to like freak me out. So it's my silly, but it's a freaky ass silly because I'm like, gonna say it's your sad because the only person you truly have twin brain with is me. So I'm just ve- Russell's voted off the island. I'm just saying there's some weird force of nature going on here. You guys are in a relationship. And I know. And, with each other. And I was thinking that, like, people people say that, and I agree. Like, whenever you spend so much time with somebody, you do pick up, like, their sayings and their yeah. mannerisms. But it's not sayings and, like, mannerisms and stuff. It's, like, my own private personal thoughts literally coming oh my out God. of his mouth. <laughs> this is, like, true blood. He's oh, my God. Oh, my God. I really hope not. <laughs> Yeah, for everybody's sake, I hope not either. Yeah, because, like, there's been a couple times where I thought I was being slick and, like, mumbling under my breath, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're just going to fucking mumble under your breath? I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to think things to myself. Fuck. Not anymore, because now I can read your now thoughts. Now can just read my thoughts. Okay, so what's your sad? Oh, wow. I was so, I was having so much fun with my silly, I didn't even think of the sad. Well, you better get to thinking. Probably work. Um, it's just been very frustrating lately because I feel like I'm getting like busier and busier and I feel like I'm not being taken seriously in my supervisor position when I have to have conversations. And I'm trying to be more positive and I keep saying it, but then it gets really difficult when I get down to it and actually have to talk to them because it's the same conversations like over and over and I'm yeah. like... I'm like, damn, I'm finally in, like, a relationship where I'm not having to have the same fucking, like, constructive conversations over and over. Yeah. Now I gotta come into work every day and do it. So, I think that would definitely be my sad, because it's been getting very frustrating. (laughs) I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, what is my silly? Besides me just getting new glasses. (laughs) I don't know if I have a silly this week. I mean, I had therapy and I had psychiatry, and I mean, that was... That's some silly shit. I mean, I don't think... This week, honestly, I was just trying to get through work, because I was on an eight-day stretch. Yeah. So today was day eight. I was just trying to get to the end of my shift today, because then I have four days off. So that's honestly what I was going for. So, I mean, all good vibes now. My sad was probably work. As well. Fuck. Yeah. There's just been a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and... Yeah. I can't discuss too much of it. She signed a D and d Yeah. No, I fucking didn't. <laughs> um, there's not too much I can discuss right now. I just feel like, kind of, in your same situation, I feel like I'm not being taken seriously. Um, and sometimes I feel like... It doesn't matter how hard you try to speak up about something, people kind of just, you know, brush past it or push past you or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. This isn't forever. I will be moving in January, so, I mean, it it's a temporary thing. And, I mean, everything in life is essentially temporary, but, like, it's just been frustrating, you know? And then, like, eight days straight. Yeah. Like, I mean... For the most part, you know, I love my job. It's just, you know, working that many days in a row. I mean, it's taxing on anyone. Like, yeah, it's just tiring. But now I have the next four days off, so I couldn't be happier. That could be your silly. Well, yeah, that for sure is. Ooh, I have another little sad. 
Um, <laughs> We're going in for seconds. Um, no, I just feel like my workouts this week haven't been as good. I mean, I think they've been good. It's just that the days I had to take off are different than what I normally take off. I usually take off Monday and Sunday. But this week, I took off Monday and then today. So I just feel like... I just feel like it was broken up kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know? But, I mean, it's fine. Oh, another silly. I, I'm just... They're popping it in my head. Okay. Um, Had a meeting about our merch. Oh, yes! Yeah, had a meeting about our merch um, the other day. So, obviously, I'm not going to let too many details out, but... <laughs> but we do have, an, have a choice that we can put out there for everybody who's listening what you guys would prefer, crewnecks or t-shirts. And I say that because spring and summer is fast approaching and it is only going to get hotter. And I know some people like to wear, you know, sweaters or crewnecks like all year long. And maybe we could, you know, do a release of some neutral crewnecks. But for the t-shirts and stuff, I think that's where we're leaning to more. But we want to hear what you guys think, obviously. Yeah, because like, I unfortunately wasn't part of the meeting. I had to work, so I had to miss out. Yeah. But we definitely do prefer y'all's opinion over, not over our own, but yeah, but obviously, obviously, you know, you guys would be the ones buying the merch. We want you guys to like, you know, what's being produced and stuff. Um, so yeah, just let us know in the comments below. Um, or obviously you can email us at silliesandsads at gmail.com. You can DM us at our sads Instagram or our sads Twitter. But just let us know so that way we can move forward appropriately. Pasties. Now out, sillies and sads, pasties. You said pasties and I was like, what? I was so confused. <laughs> Little stickers for your nipples. Yeah, I thought you were talking about how pale I look. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm self-tanning this weekend. I don't give a fuck. I have all this time off. I was, whenever I was at the gym this morning, I was looking into the hallway where all the tanning stuff is, and I'm just I like... I feel so mm. weird. Did you do arms today? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. I did arms yesterday. Oh, thank God. We try and do, like, the same stuff whenever we go. I did arms always, yesterday, like, dude. My arms hurt today. My arms are killing me. Especially because I was like, all right, low weights and more reps. So I just I'm really went, like, happy crazy. you went, though, because I know these last couple of days with work and stuff have been kind of crazy. Yeah, because I've created a morning routine, and then I had to cut that out to open, and then getting off at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, like, there was two days, there was two or three days where I just didn't even go, and I hated it. But I felt so much better going this morning. Are you going to go with me on Sunday? I thought we were going on Saturday. We are. Do you want to go with me on Sunday, too? Sunday morning. What time are you going Sunday? Because I work at 6.30 on Sunday morning. Oh, that's true. I'm going in the morning. Yeah. Oh. You could just go in later. Nope. I'm going to be the only one there that early, so I kind of have to be there. <laughs> mm, actually, hear me out. No, you don't. I wish. Well, you could always go after you get off on Sunday. I get off at 3 on Sunday. You could go then. I, I'm... Oh, my God. After we go Saturday, I think I'm going to be fine not going on Sunday and then just starting it back up Monday mornings and stuff because I don't have to open next week. How come you had to open this week? Somebody took off, and they're an opener, and nobody else wanted to open, so I was like, that's so dumb. I will get off at 3 o'clock. Like, the day goes by so fast. I mean, that's true, yeah. But let's get in to part two, okay, guys? Part two, two, two. I don't know exactly where we left off. 
Oh my god, I have no I idea. I think we were just kind of like rambling on telling like different stories, but you know where I want to start? Do you want to tell the listeners about how you and your sister gave John, her dad, um, tattoos on Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so last episode we definitely talked about a lot of the trauma, but we're going to try and be a little, like... I mean, there will probably be a little trauma sprinkled in. But, oh, absolutely. But we... But our goal here isn't to necessarily, like, paint our parents or the people who raised us, like, as totally bad people because people are multidimensional. It isn't black and white. Yeah. You know, there's a gray area. Like, they're... With all their bad qualities and the disagreements we have about how we were raised, they also have done, like, a ton of stuff for us, and, you know. Yeah, and there is weirdly some, like, interesting moments that I've had with my parents not being even raised by them, and what she's talking about is not this last, this last Christmas, No, yeah. it wasn't this last Christmas, it was the Christmas before. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, we're only in April. Okay, so the Christmas before last. It's March. <laughs> if you're Stop looking if at you're, yourself in the if you're the watching monitor. this in March, weird because it's April. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, we record early. I didn't think we were gonna put it in April. I just have April on my mind. Oh yeah, we post the first and the fifteenth of every month now. Yes. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow. Uh, so the Christmas before last. Mm-hmm. I went to Nanny's and, you know, Chummy and my nephew and stuff were there and her husband. And it was just us. But John was also there and he had acquired a tattoo gun in ink and was like, you know what I'm going to give you girls for Christmas this year? You're going to get to tattoo your names on me. And we were like, I was like, okay, like Chummy's like, hmm. Like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, blah, 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 blah. Cool, whatever. But I'm like, so there are not a lot of people in this town who know that you have children because you didn't raise them. Uh, so don't you think putting our names on you would be a little fucking weird? Like, don't, like, they're going to meet somebody who's going to be like, oh, well, Cheyenne and Shelby, like, two bitches. And then you have to be like, they're my daughters I didn't raise. Like, it's an awkward, it's weird. Yeah. But he was a really bound determined to do it. So I was like, you know what, fine, whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. And everybody's like, are you sure you want to give Cheyenne a sharp object and let her, like, put it up against your body? Keep in mind, this was when she was still drinking. Yeah, and... Me and him just don't vibe. Like, we're two similar people, and he has done too much shit. Like, just... Yeah. Wow. And um, so everybody's like, oh, you sure you want to give her something sharp? And I'm like, I'm really not going to... Like, I'm obviously showed up, like, drunk. Of course I did. I'm like, I'm not going to, like, fucking, like, do anything. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm going to take it seriously. <laughs> Whatever. And I'm a fucking tattoo artist, okay, you guys? I did all of this myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got it done in a trap house. <laughs> uh, so, I actually have the picture of what I did that I could upload on our Instagram, along with probably some other pictures that we'll be uploading. Oh, I have a fucking gem I've been saving. Oh my god, okay, cool. Do you remember that one time <laughs> <laughs> we were high on coke? And we put all that really light, like, weird makeup on you. <laughs> oh, my God. I came across that one, too. And I was and like, like, the caption is like, 
hello. And you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I almost posted that on the Instagram post I posted today. Oh my or God. yesterday. Oh, I can't wait for us to show everybody because I came across it too, looking for pictures to put in my like podcast folder. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out what the fuck was going on. We were really high. Uh, so I did his tattoo and it didn't hurt him. And it obviously looked like shit, like so bad. The needle was way too like thin and we didn't like trace out stuff I just wrote my name like a regular person <laughs> put it on there so didn't you write it down like this yeah it okay so it goes down the arm and it's like c-h-e-y-e-n-n-e and it looks like you just took a pen and wrote my name and my handwriting is not good my cursive is fucking amazing my print it's iffy it's really iffy especially if I'm trying then it's even worse. It's like when I drive and I concentrate too much. Mm-mm. <laughs> She's a menace on the roads regardless. Oh my god. She's a scary fucking driver. And that's just the print. That's a fact. You skid into a ditch one time and all of a sudden you're a scary driver. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows what happened with me, dog. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say another time. Where I was, like, in the backseat and you had still had the dodge, but I didn't, but I wasn't going to call you up. I was just, like, trying to, like, Oh, my God. <laughs> I can tell the story. Okay. You want me to tell it really? Okay, Bring a little. Menace, to the, menace on the road over here. Okay, I was drinking and driving. This is pre-DWI, and we were driving down the road, and we had one of our friends in the car with us, and I was heavy on the gas, and I turned, and we were on a bridge, so I was going like this, and I turned too hard, and I hit the guardrail, right? But it didn't, like, fuck my car up at all. So I just <laughs> so I just reversed and kept driving. And then I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, and I was super freaked out, um, obviously, and I was super drunk. And Cheyenne is like, let's do that again. I thought it was sick. Like, I was just in the backseat. Like, I got flung around a little bit. Your car was fine. God, that car was durable. Truly. I had gotten into many a scuffle <laughs> with with that car. Oh. I rear-ended somebody once drunk. <laughs> we laugh about it. I accidentally rear-ended somebody drunk. You did? At a 4th of July party. With um, Chris number two. I was there. I know. It was that night we st- I stole a bottle of rum from the party. Ugh, whatever. I left you with a creepy guy, so it was like a fair trade. Um, and I, like, was backing up, and I, like, boop. And they're literally, like, the people who own the vehicle are in the backyard right next to me behind a chain link fence. Not even a tall <laughs> one. And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you guys want this? And they're like, is my car fine? And I'm like, yeah, it's good. And they're like, okay, then just, like, get the fuck away from my car. And I'm like. Was it good? It was, yeah. It actually was good. It was just, like, a little. <laughs> yeah, no, I was um, coming up to a light and. I rear-ended this guy, and he got out of his car, and he looked at me, and I looked at him. He's like, are you drunk? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I'm drunk, too. And I was like... Whoa, what are and the I was odds? like, play. And he's like, where are you going? And I was like, Lone Star. And he was like, same, I'll see you there. It was... It worked out. Did you go to Lone Star? Yeah. Alone. 
hey man, I just rear-ended. I'm going to tell you exactly where I'm... You know what? I would have done the same thing. If I was drunk, I would have been like, I'm why not you advocating with for you? drinking and driving no. because really I only got caught the one time, but that doesn't mean I didn't make a lot of oopsies along the way. Yeah. I think we were at our worst in our alcoholism. Oh, that sounds so weird to say. I think we were at peak alcoholism whenever we got our DWIs. Oh, yeah. And so whenever we were drunk driving to begin with, we were like, oh, we've never gotten into any accidents. You know, we've never, like, risked anybody's lives or whatever. But it's like... No, we did. No, we did. We did. And I... It's denial. Do not... I'm... I... Sometimes I look back and I'm like, damn, if only this would have happened, like, sooner. And then maybe I wouldn't have gotten so bad. I... I... I had a moment... The other day, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking about how, you know, we're going to move. And I was saying about how I was supposed to go to Washington at the start of the pandemic. Like when we got put on lockdown for like those two weeks or whatever, and we were really unsure of like what was going to happen. Like before we knew what COVID was really. Yeah. Um, And... My old best friend, because we don't really talk that much anymore, but she was my best friend forever, and I really hurt her feelings because there were many times where I was like, I'm moving to Washington because that's where she is, and um, every time something would come up, like, I would meet a guy, and I would stay with them, or, you know, it was always something, you know, and then when the pandemic happened, I was like, um, I don't know, because it was just weird and also I wanted to come back here because Cheyenne was here um and I knew there wasn't going to be judgment if I came here and I was such a bad drinker which I knew I was but it was just like a subconscious thing it doesn't mean it was right like it really fucked up our friendship like we don't talk anymore yeah I I wonder why you were ashamed and like you didn't want her to judge you or to see like how bad you had actually gotten because like she was definitely not in the shits like we were no not at all um but yeah I always ended up like picking like somebody else to move for right and that's why this time like I'm really moving for me but I think about like if I had just gone to Washington like maybe all of this wouldn't have happened and then I was like well then I wouldn't have met Jake Right. And then I wouldn't have had my DWI. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, obviously, am I super happy I totaled my brand new Forerunner and crashed into a cop car? No. Wasn't the best moment of my life. But if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't be almost 10 months sober, fast approaching a year. You know, like, this podcast wouldn't be happening right now. You know? Yeah, no, we would be like... We would just be drinking. Yeah, because if I hadn't gotten sober, there was no way in hell Cheyenne was getting sober. And I think the DWIs were inevitable, honestly. Like, you said said to me um, whenever, or it was Chummy, it was either you or Chummy, that, like, I had a moment after my DWI, and I was like, I was like, oh, fuck, like, this ex. If I would have just moved when I wanted to, he convinced me not to, because when I met, what are we calling him instead of his name? Which one? The most recent one. Um, Bob. Bob, if I wouldn't, 
I told Bob that I wanted to move to Austin when I got this job, and I had every intention to. And he was like, oh, but, like, you know, then I would have to drive up there on the weekends and all this stuff. And I let him convince me to get a place in Colleen. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I would have just, like, done what I wanted to and I would have left, then none of this would have ever happened. And I wouldn't have gotten so bad, blah, blah, blah. And it was either you or Trummy looked at me and were like, it still would have happened. It was inevitable. It would have just happened when there was nobody near you to help you. They would have been, everybody would have been an hour away. And I was like, I don't know if it was me or Trummy, but that's something that me or Trummy would have said. Yeah. So I feel like even if you did move to Washington, it still would have happened, but then you would have been way far away from everybody. Yeah. And then it really would have been a lot worse. And I think you would have like, you wouldn't have had that support system and you would have handled it a lot worse. So I, I think no matter what we've done in our life, it was going to happen unless we got sober like earlier in our days. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I don't regret, like, staying. Like, I don't regret coming back to Texas. Because if I hadn't, like I said, like, I wouldn't have met Jake. And, like, I mean, he's the man I'm going to marry. Like, he's the love of my life. If I had, you know, moved away, I would probably be with some dickhead, you know? Or some hateful woman. Like, I would have probably not picked the best partner, like... Like, yes, I thought Jake was cute. Yes, I pursued him, of course. But he, like, knew from the moment we had our first date that he was going to marry me. Like, he was like, that's it. And he's the one who never gave up on me when he should have. You know? And I'm, like, grateful he didn't. Like, because obviously, like, it's all working out now. Yeah. But in that time, like... Fuck, I would have, I did give up on me. Like, what am I saying? You know? Like. And it's okay for other people to help you find self-worth. Like, there's so many people who are like, you can never love anybody until you love yourself. Or how do you expect anybody to love you until you love yourself? And it's like, well, I really didn't have any worth or love for myself whenever Russell and I started dating. But, like, I the mean, better he started, the better he treated me. And then we got sober together. And it's just been getting better. And I've been able to find so much love and self-worth for myself because I had such a positive, loving influence yeah. in a more intimate part of myself. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's uh, growing with another person. Yeah. Um. Segue back into parents. Because we got a little deep about the DWI stuff again. But, I mean, like we, like we always say, like, we started this as two sober ladies... You know, trying to figure it out, trying to see. I know, right? Like, my we sit on the ground for too long. My foot's asleep, too. Wake up. Is it your left one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Twin brain. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we started this podcast because, you know, we wanted an outlet to, you know, I guess essentially talk into the void and then also help other people who are struggling, you know, with addiction, with alcoholism, because... It is so much more common than people give it any credit for. And drinking is so fucking normalized. And it makes it fucking impossible to make friends. Like, oh my god. Like, and it's hard when you only do have one friend. You know? And I mean, I know you understand that. (laughs) (laughs) I truly only do have one friend. Like... (laughs) Russell will, like, say something about friends, like, plural, and I'm like, Chummy and Taylor? And he's like, well, Chummy doesn't count. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, is that the plural you're talking about? Like, Chummy is, like, 
obviously, like, my friend, like, my bestie, but, like, also my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you are besties for the resties. <laughs> besties for life. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's just hard because everybody wants to go out to the bar. Everybody wants to go drink and stuff. And it's always that awkward conversation of, oh, I don't drink. And, oh, if you want to hang out with me. Like, you can't drink around me because I have very strict boundaries, which I think is okay. Like, I think it's totally okay. I think you should set strict boundaries if anybody out there who's listening is, you know, trying to be sober or has been thinking about becoming sober. Like, if you do not set those boundaries, it is like giving a dog a bone. Like, it is, it is, you know, putting you in the line of sight of temptation. Like, it's just facts. And I think... That it's really hard to look at your friends and be like, yo, you can't drink around me. Like, that's really hard because, like, you don't want to rock the boat. Like, I know most people out there don't want to, like, stir up trouble or cause any grief to anybody. I mean, I know I didn't. I'm just fortunate enough that the people in my life are so understanding. And I do have friends, but they none of them live here besides Cheyenne, you know? And, and Tiercy, of course. But, you know... Me and Tiercy also live far, a little bit farther away from each other, and we both have full-time jobs. So it's like, it's just harder to, to get to seeing each other versus me and Cheyenne live down the street. And, and we have a podcast together, you know. And those friends do drink, and those friends were like, you're fucking crazy if you think that I'm going to get mad for you asking me to not drink around you. Yeah, all of my friends were super understanding. Like, all the core people in my life were super understanding, and even, like, some of my coworkers who, you know, I've spoken to and who I've hung out, you know, not a lot with, but, like, we've gone see movies or whatever, you know. Being sober is just really fucking lonely. Dude, it is so isolating. I think, especially on a day like this, all I can think about is the times where I could just, oh, well, I'm off and Russell's working, so, like, I'm gonna, like, go to the bar in the middle of the day and, like, hang out with some fucking old people and listen to their shitty opinions and, like, have some shots and maybe have, like, a sandwich or something. And then I'm like, oh, no, actually, if I weren't recording, I would just be, like, sitting at home by myself. Yeah, and that, like you said, it's very isolating. It's very lonely. Like, that is a shitty fucking feeling. But I actually have a question for you, not pod-related. Oh. But you guys get to witness it. Were you and Russell going to dinner tonight? Oh, I don't know. We went to Little Tokyo last night, and he was talking about this oyster bar that just opened up, and I think we're going to try and find it. If not, we're going to, like, get some more seafood. Why always seafood? Well, because I could literally, like, replace so much meat with seafood. I was going to say that all four of us should go get dinner together tonight. Like, what? Ooh, yeah. But can we agree on a place? Because Little Tokyo does sound dope. But we went last night to Little Tokyo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I and don't want to go to an oyster bar. I hate oysters. I want everybody listening to know that I did give the camera a shitty look just now when she said that. Audio <laughs> listeners, you She used to first. be way pickier, though, so I'm letting her have this one. I literally made homemade fried rice last night. Wow. I guess I can be added to my sillies. That's some Sony shit. I made homemade fried rice dog. I'm so proud of you. Yes, and I even put a little bit of onion in it. Wow. I know, Don't not a lot, so because a lot of the me. onions started growing other things, and I thought... How long <laughs> have you had this onion? I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> great segue. But do we want to all go to dinner together tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, if he still wants to, I'm down. Which, I mean, I don't see why not. He seemed like he was in a good mood. Okay, slay. Jake doesn't have an option because I know he'll be down to eat. He's just down. Jake is like a down person. He is. Russell definitely will let you know if he doesn't want to do something like... like, Which is crazy because he's the one who literally sat next to Jake for two seconds and was like, let me tell you everything about my life, son. (laughs) And Jake is just like, okay. No, he's definitely... He's very personable. He's a sharer. But I mean, like, if I... I, That's so crazy because I'm a sharer. Me and and Jake and then you and Russell are like, (laughs) that's how it's separated. It's so weird that it happened like that, but it did. We lucked out. Does Jake have blue eyes? Yeah. Because Russell has, like, green eyes and, like, he's he's gingery like you are. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> um, but we should get back into the parent talk. Sorry, yes. guys. So I was actually thinking a great segue was whenever we were talking about having a partner that makes us like feel loved and like has helped us grow and get self worth. Because I know that growing up, we had very interesting experiences with adult relationships like watching the toxicity uh, of <laughs> um watching the toxicity of like our your, city of your, our city <laughs> <laughs> your parents very like slowly making it obvious how like much turmoil was going so on so it's strange because there were times like when i was younger like growing up right like, when I lived in Maryland, my dad was, like, my best friend, and I was, like, his little buddy. Otto. Like, Otto's your little buddy. That's why baby. he wants to hang out with you. Yeah, everybody can see his little oh, face. Oh, your face. I know. His honey. breath is the stinkiest of it the is. world, so don't well, let him distract you. But when we lived in Maryland, right, I was, we moved there when I was seven, um, in 2004. Dad were, like, two peas in a pod. Like, he was my best friend. He was amazing, you know, and... One thing I will say about if you're getting into a relationship with somebody, make sure that and you want it to be long term. And I think at our age, um, you know, most people not necessarily not necessarily saying that they're looking to get married, but they're looking for something more serious than like hooking up, you know? Yeah, people are auto go. People are wanting something that's gonna last. Um your, your values and your morals, I'm not saying there aren't going to be differences, because, duh, but, like, for the most part, like, how you want to raise kids, it, that should match up. Oh, yeah. Entirely. When it's something that you guys have to do together that it's not, like, your opinion, but an actual responsibility, you guys yeah. should be on the same page. Like, my mom would say no to me about something, and then my dad would let me do it. Yes. Right? That was, like, a big, like, friction point for, you know... For my parents, like, that, just the house in general. So, like, for instance, you know, I, my dad would be like, you can ride in the front seat. Um, and I'd be like, oh, cool. And he'd be like, don't tell your mom. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would come home and I'd be like, mom, guess what I got to do? <laughs> because I would get so excited and stuff. And I also loved to talk, even then. Um, and... My mom would be like, what the fuck? Like, why did you let her ride in the front seat? There are laws, which there are laws. Yeah. As to why I couldn't ride in the front seat. I feel like some of those times, though, were definitely because your dad was like, 
you're going to tell your mom, I know you are, so I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> I don't want to say that because I'm not going to speculate. I'm just only speaking from a place of where I know what was happening. But, like, that kind of stuff would happen all the time. And, you know, like I said, those were probably some of the best years of my life, though, when we lived there. Like, I have so many fond memories of my parents. Mm-hmm. With the exception of this one story I'm about to tell. Okay. Ooh. Everybody get ready. Okay, so I came home and my responsibility was to feed our dog Samson. Rest his soul. He was the best dog in the world. Sammy was. was amazing. And I had forgotten. And so my mom says to me, because I start I had started lying, right? <laughs> like I was a little liar. Um and like, my mom left $5 on the counter once, and she was, and I took it, and she was like, Taylor, did you take this? And it was just me and her in the house, and I was like, no. And, like, I made her feel fucking crazy. I took it, and I kept that lie for years. Gaslighting only works <laughs> if they believe you. Gaslighting, wait, what did I say at the gym? It's only gaslighting if it works. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I was a shithead. But, so, my mom... Like, obviously, I didn't feed the dog, okay? And my mom was like, did you feed Sammy? And I was like, yes, I did. And she was like, okay, well, you know, if you didn't, like, that would have been totally fine, you know? You could have just, like, been honest with me. Like, it would have been not even a big deal. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I didn't feed him. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, okay. And she goes upstairs and takes everything out of my fucking room. <laughs> trend of you it's lying and then taking everything <laughs> yeah she took everything out of my room um and we had like we lived in this like townhouse like like duplex i guess yeah um on post and so we had this huge hall closet i mean this fucking the ceiling was so tall and it went all the way back so she just loaded all of my shit in there <laughs> Okay, and then some shit in her closet. Like, I mean, it, there we didn't skip a beat, okay? She was like, oh, okay, and then loaded everything <laughs> up. And I mean, I definitely fucked that one up. That was that was on me. I oh should have just God. been honest with her. Yeah, you, it would have been okay. You could have just totally told me. Dude, she, she had me, dog. Oh, my God. She had me in, in the, in the like, chokehold of a lifetime. But, like, they really had us thinking... Throughout our whole, like, childhood, oh, you're right. I did lie the first time, but if I tell you the truth now, it's going to be okay. Or they're like, tell me the truth before we even had a chance to lie, and I'm not going to be mad. I swear. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, I did do that. And it's like, <laughs> well, fuck, you fucked up. Yeah, no. And then I um, I, uh, I went through my um, crying phase. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger... And I'm just saying, obviously, I don't know because I was never tested then. I really think it was, like, my bipolar peaking or starting to come through, right? Because, like, I don't think I just got bipolar overnight, right? But, like, my emotions would, like, I wouldn't even know why the fuck I was crying. Like, I would just cry and cry and cry, right? All the time. Me. I was just, I was, I would get so upset and so worked up and I couldn't stop myself. I mean, ripping my hair out, like screaming at the top of my lungs, like I was crazy. And so after a while, when I would cry about like maybe something more serious, like I fell and hurt my knee or something like that, 
my mom didn't give a fuck because at that point she was desensitized to it. So I don't know if it was like her therapist because I only remember going to a therapist appointment like one time. Um, I know my sister had it, but I don't, I can't, I don't know if I went fully or if like it was like me, my mom and, um, this therapist or whatever. Like, I just don't remember, but they made a crying chart for me and I remember it was on this like Tinkerbell, like whiteboard type thing. And if I, and if I didn't cry this many times, then there would be like some kind of reward or something like that. And I obviously do not remember every single detail of it because I was like seven or eight years old. But I do remember that vividly because I would cry like, and she'd be like, oh my God, you're crying again. Like again. Mark it off. <laughs> like it was just, you know, it was always something. Like, I couldn't tell you why I cried. Like there was, so like my dad only ever like spanked me like two times in my whole life. Right. Like my dad just, he didn't like how it made him feel. He didn't want to do it. Um, there was one time I said something to my mom. I don't remember what I said. Um, and my dad, like, leaned me over, like, and spanked me. God, I wish, I wish we knew what it was. It must have been good. I, I disrespected her in some way. Um, and he was like, no, and, like, spanked me. And then immediately, like, I'm crying, because my dad is, like, I was, like, seven or eight, so my dad had never laid a hand on me until then. Yeah. And I was fucking floored. And he immediately hugged me and told me, like, how sorry he was, you know, and then there was one other time. It was one of those times I couldn't stop crying, right? And and it was, it was like, bedtime, okay? And everybody was laying down to go to sleep, and I was in my room, and I had, like, my little TV on. And, like, I think about, like, the movies I used to watch. Like, I think I was watching Anger Management, like, with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, I think. Oh, my God. I think okay. that was the movie I was watching. Um, Weird. Go on. I used to love that movie. I don't know why. Um... <laughs> But I was just crying. I mean, like, kicking my feet on the bed, like, just hysterical. And they're like, please stop. Right? <laughs> they're like, stop. And I'm like, no. And my dad's like, I'm going to beat your ass if you don't fucking stop crying. And I'm like, fine, do it. I don't care. Right? And he spanked me once and I went straight to bed. Like, I was so shocked by, I think I was so jarred. And I was like... <gasps> like he put me to sleep oh my god (laughs) but but after that he he was like never again because you know he said to me once he was like he was like I get so angry sometimes like what if I didn't stop like what if I got so pushed to that point like I took it too far and he's like I never want to feel like that I never want to be scared I don't ever want to hurt you or your sister I'm never going to do it again and my mom on the other She was like, my turn. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, like, I got beat or anything no, like that. Oh like, no, like, a pop in the mouth, like, you know. She was just, she felt confident being able to stop herself, so. <laughs> yeah, or like, like, I lied. Or I, I think I bit my sister, something like that. It was, like, I, I physically hurt my sister. Yeah. Right? And this is when we still lived in Texas, and my mom was like, oh, no, oh. stop. And my mom um, was like, okay, she was out on the porch with her old friend or whatever, and they were playing skip and she's like, this is back when my mom smoked cigarettes. Oh my god. Her new porch. Ooh. Um, and, uh, and my sister went out there and was like, mom, Taylor did this. 
And my mom was like, okay, tell her I'll be in there in a minute, right? My mom was going to get, you know, the rubber spatulas that you scrape like a pan with? Yeah, I love those. Yeah, she was going to, like, tell me to hold on to the coffee table and I would get swats, right, for whatever I did. So what did I do? I hid, right? I used to love hiding. <laughs> I would hide in, like, the pantry or, like, the cabinets of the entertain of the entertainment system. <laughs> I literally, so my papa had this chair, right? And they kept it after, (laughs) even after he died. And it was pushed into the corner, so I would just slide in there and hide behind there. So my mom came in now, she's like, Taylor Brienne, I'm going to count to three, and your ass better be out here. (laughs) And I was like, (gasps) and she's like, and so then I was like, okay, I'm right here. (laughs) Um, So I got a couple shots for that, but, you know, it's not like my mom mercilessly beat me. It was just like. You know, sometimes a kid needs their butt spanked. Like, oh yeah, I for agree. sure. But yeah, no. Back to the crying charts. <laughs> but yeah, no. So when I would when I would hurt myself, my mom just didn't care anymore. So that I think really affected me. And I'm not saying I can't necessarily understand where she was coming from because I dated a girl once who cried a lot, and I remember after she kept crying all the time about everything. I was like, oh fuck, you're crying again. So I'm not saying, like, I couldn't understand it, but I think it was a little bit different because I was a child and I was her child. You know? I get that, because, like, my nephew definitely has his moments where he is just, like, screaming, crying, because he's only seven, and I would just be like, oh my god, like, you need to stop crying now and he's like oh boo boo I can't stop crying because you're yelling at me and I'm like because you're getting on my nerves like it would trigger this like rage in me and I'm like I need you to like just do it in here and I would like leave that like whole building and like outside and I could still hear him and I'm like oh my god so I can only imagine like the frustration I think it's just really hard though because like now as an adult I granted I don't have children um, but, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, like, I was a seven, eight-year-old little girl, you know, with new emotions forming every single day, and I did not know how to handle them. Oh, yeah. I had no control over them, and that's how they would manifest, and in return, I felt like I got punished, so that was, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't understand my mom's perspective or anything, because that's absolutely not what this is, it's just that... You know, I look back on that, and after that, like, it completely shut me down. I like, get that. that's where it started. Like, how we talked about in last week's episode, or last episode, um, about how I am not, like, a crier now. Yeah. Because it's, like, a sign of weakness to me, because I don't ever want anybody to get tired of me from crying, because my mom did, so why couldn't anybody else? Like, the one person who's supposed to care the most, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I'm sure, like, we always, like we say, like, it's not just black and white. There's gray areas and stuff. But it still really fucked me up. Because I, you know, it was traumatic. I mean, there was one time um, these kids in the neighborhood beat me up. Oh, I remember that story. Yeah, and, like, I still have scars on my knees from it. Because this kid was, like, beating the back of my knees into the pavement and I limped home, and, like, I had blood running down my legs, and my mom was sitting on the front porch on the phone, smoking a cigarette, and she jumped up so quick, and my dad, like, came out, 
And my mom made my dad carry me over to where the kids were and, like, rip their assholes a new one. Like, my dad was like, Becky, chill. <laughs> like, my mom was pissed. She's like, you fucking apologized to her. Like, she was pissed. She did not play when it came to that stuff. No, of Like, course. if anybody fucked with me or my sister or my mom, my mom is like, I can fuck with them, but you can't, like, kind of thing. Yeah. And I... I agree with that. Like, yeah. do what, like, not do whatever, obviously, but, like, if you get mad at your kid and you yell at them, it's, like, one thing, but if your kid comes home crying because, like, other kids were fucking with them, that's a whole different story. Oh, yeah, because anytime anything happened with, like, my sister and stuff, because people were really mean to my sister, including me, um, you know, my mom was always ready. <laughs> She's like, I'm calling the cops, or I'm doing <laughs> this, or I'm doing that. You know, my mom didn't play around, and then, like, also, you know, before I started skipping school and everything like that, I mean, even after that, like, when I, like, kind of cleaned my act up, um, like, if I told her, like, I was like, no, mom, this is what's going on, my mom would be like, okay, I'm on my way, and my mom would start ripping teachers' assholes, like, she, she did not fucking play, like, I had a teacher my senior year of high school, he was my pre-cal teacher, he had taken, like, a six-week course, like, like heroes for hire kind of thing to become this math teacher. I'm assuming he must have had some kind of math credential before this. Um, they get like certain credentials just from being in the military. Yeah. So he was not a fucking math teacher and he was a terrible math teacher. And there was one day like, you know, towards the end of high school, we could use our phones. Like, if you had a smartphone, mm-hmm. um, for certain, like, things in class, but only, like, during those assignments. Um, and he was like, Taylor, you had your phone out. Give me your phone. And I didn't have my fucking phone out. I didn't have my fucking phone out. And because he really was like, yes, you did. And I was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, but I think it's funny because all these other people have their phone out and you're not saying shit to them, but you will say something to me, right? Because me and him were beefing. Yeah. You know, like, he already did not like me. And so he was like, give me your phone. And, like, toward, I think our junior and senior year, if you got your phone taken, they would turn it in, and you'd have to pay, like, 15, 20 bucks to get it back. Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, if you didn't pay, then, like, they would, like... Lock your phone up. Yeah. So you could have your phone gone forever, however, however long, because they're not going to call your parents and be like, hey, we have their phone. They're just like, yeah, no. figure it out. And he was like, give me your phone. And I was like, no. And he was like, fine. Go out into the hallway. So I went out into the hallway and I called my mom. And I was like, this is what happened. She's like, were you, like, did you cuss at him? And I didn't. I'm just, I just cuss now. Um, and I was like, no, I didn't. And she was like, were you on your phone? And I was like, no, I was not on my phone. And she was like, okay, go to the principal's office. I'll be there in a second. And I started walking, and he came out. He's like, where do you think you're going? And I was like, to the principal's office. That's where you're going to send me anyway, right? And I just kept walking. And I went to, actually, I think the counselor's office. Like, I think I went to his office instead. Probably, because that was, like, the go-to place. Like, I'm not even going to deal with, like, principals and stuff. I'm just going to go straight to the counselor. Needless to say, I dropped that course um, pretty immediately, and then I just got an extra elective. Otto, it's okay. Go. It's just children, like, yeah. enjoying he's, the time, Grinch. He's, <laughs> he's not living for that. Um, no. But, yeah, no. My mom was definitely, like, when it came down to those kind of things, she definitely had my back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I'm not even trying to play footsies with you right now. It's just my foot is asleep. Like, 
to a point where it feels like tight, like you can't move it. And when you do move it, it feels so weird. I stretch out my leg because my underneath my knee. Oh my god! Yeah. I hate that. But no, like my mom did a lot of like pretty great things like that, and like I posted about it on my TikTok, but obviously I've never talked about it on here. The necklace I'm wearing it's from um, James Avery, and she got it engraved for me when I hit my six months sober. And one side says sober AF because her and my stepdad thought that was really cute. And the other side says, I love you. And it says the day I became sober. Yeah. And she got me a keychain too. And it's a sunflower that opens up the, and it says sober as fuck. Like the words fell out. <laughs> and then the other side says the day I became sober. It says since 6, 8, 22. But, and then she got me a pair of Doc Martens. Like my mom has a very generous heart. It's just that emotionally I know that she is not as available as I would like her to be. Like, yeah. you see these, you see these parents, like, like, there's a, there's a girl I know, and her parents are amazing. Like, they're involved with the church, which, that isn't my thing, that's not what I'm asking for or anything, that's not what I was asking for. Auto, go. <laughs> that's not what I was asking for or anything like that. Um, but, like, they have, like, some kind of faith that they believe in, they raised her with really good values, you know, like, she's fucking sharp as a whip, like, just brilliant in all accounts, like, amazing. Her parents raised her so fucking well, and she knows to the bottom of her heart that she will always have their love, and they will always be willing to help her. But that's the thing. She won't even need the fucking help. She's so set up. Like, she's just, she's just spectacular, right? So when I hear these, like, stories that she tells me or that I had friends in the past, like, I would go to their houses and I would see, like, their family dynamic. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, my God, I would love to have a family like this. I would go home and tell my mom that kind of stuff. And my mom would be like, fine, you want a fucking family like that so badly? Then just go live with them. And I'm sure it hurt her feelings that I would say stuff like that. But, I mean, it was true. Like, my parents, they were... They like to go do their adult shit by themselves, especially when we hit a certain age. And no, we were not invited. Like, yeah, you guys spent like, you didn't, after like a certain age, you didn't really spend a lot of time with them. Like, they were like, okay, you're pretty much self sufficient at this point. I, and like, even your, even your dad now, as you've been an adult, he has referred to you now as not his kid anymore because yeah. you're an adult. <laughs> He's like, you're not, my, you're not my kid, you're an adult. And I'm like, lit. Please be my dad. I'm fucking begging you. And, like, my dad, he has a generous heart, too. Like, my dad has helped me out a ton, like, when I got arrested the first time and stuff. And, you know, my mom kicked me out because uh, I lied to her about why I got arrested. Um, My dad was there to pick up the pieces. Like, there were no questions. He didn't fucking care. He was just there. Like, he picked me up. He got me pizza. He knew I couldn't sleep. He gave me half an Ambien and was like, it's going to be okay. And, like, sat there with me until I fell asleep. Like, he was so fucking there. You know? And, like, I had just gotten fucking arrested for possession of cocaine. Bum, bum, bum! (laughs) Yeah, like, it wasn't a little light thing. Like, granted, I got pretrial diversion. Like, it's wiped off my record. Like, you know, like, the coke was mine but it wasn't mine it's a complicated story that I will get into another time um but you know he was he was there you know and me and my mom were super beefing at the time 
because I lied to her and stuff and she had told a bunch of people and she felt embarrassed because then she had to go back and tell them a different story of what actually happened. For no fucking reason at all. <laughs> um, but my dad, he was just really supportive during that time. I say that, but in the same breath, I can also say that he went and told all of our neighbors about how I got arrested mm. and, like, said all of those things. And, you know, he has helped me out financially more times than I can count because, like, I fucked up a lot, you know, like, giving me money when I needed it. Um, like, if I, if I called him now, I'm sure if I was like, hey, Dad, I need money for gas, like, he would give me gas money and stuff. And it's not as bad now, but there was a time where it didn't matter if he did something nice for me, whether I asked or not, it would be held over my head. Like, I would fuck up or do something, and he would be like, all these things, all these nice things I've done for you, and this is how you treat me. And, like, so nothing was ever free, and nothing in life is free, but, like, from your parents, you just don't expect that until until it happens so often, and you're like, oh, fuck, like, here we go. Like, there's always... There's always a caveat, you know? Like, I think there was one time Cheyenne needed money for something. And I don't remember what it was. Um, but we asked my dad. And my dad gave her the money, right? And then he threw it back in my fucking face. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I really don't even remember. I think it was just when I was a druggy, alcoholic piece of shit and I couldn't, like, keep money to do anything (laughs) and he threw it in my face and I'm like "Mm, she's essentially your child like why are you throwing this one in my face dog it's it's just like nanny like there definitely have been times where like I did so much for myself and then I would make a mistake and fuck it up because I was a drug addict and an alcoholic yeah and I would be like I just need like a couple hundred bucks please like I have the rest of it and she would opt up and give me the rest of it but it was always Oh, I can't just be giving you money all the time. You know, I've got my own bills and I've got stuff I need to save. And I'm like, you didn't have to do it. And I would say that every single time. Like, and even when I was younger and it would be things that she kind of like had to fucking do. Yeah. It was still like some kind of something to make me feel bad about how I should be more appreciative. And she's like struggling so hard to do it. And I'm like, I'm, and I'm just sitting there like, you didn't have to though. Yeah. You did not have to. Like, there's so many things that you could have just said, Cheyenne, I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's time you figure it out yourself. Because, and, like, yeah, I could figure it out. Yeah, pissed? Probably. Oh, yeah. Because I, I would be pissed at myself. I would never be mad at her for not helping me. Yeah. I would be mad at myself because all of these times I would get to 90% figuring it out. And then I would go drink because I thought I was getting it figured out. And then I, that would put me back. And then I'm like, hey, can you help me? And, like, if she ever, she's, there was one time, like, a year ago where I asked her, and she was, like, I really cannot. And I had to, like, take out, like, a small little, like, loan, and I got it figured out, and I finally was able to, like, pay everything off after, like, it collected so much, like, interest and stuff. But she has said no that time, and I was, like, I was, like, fuck, I really hope I can figure this out, because if not, then, like, there's nothing else that I'm going to be able to do. Like, this is it. And I just remember making myself feel so bad about it but then also her constantly being like you did this to yourself like you fucked it up like you gotta like really get your shit together you gotta figure it out you gotta figure it out like you can't just keep doing this and then immediately comparing me to John because he doesn't have his own place he has his own vehicle yeah but he lives with my aunt's ex-husband and Uh he does he doesn't have like an actual job he just does like side jobs so like he's really no matter what Nanny's done for him, he has not made it in life yet. 
he's not done anything with himself. However, I feel like I keep, like, progressing and growing. Yeah. So, Especially now, like. Yeah. So if I did ever have to ask her for anything again, I, I wouldn't. I would never ask her for anything ever again. I yeah. just, I can't do it. Like, I appreciate everything that she's done for me, and she really didn't have to help me as many times as she did, but, like. The guilt trip isn't worth it. It's so not. Yeah, no. I would. I mean, now I'm in a financially stable enough place to where I don't need help from my dad, which I am fortunate for, because I know there are a lot of people out there who don't have what I have. I say that in the same breath. I also say I work hard for everything I have. Yeah. Like, from the mic that we're using to the computer I edit on to the phone camera that we use to record our episodes until I buy a camera, like, the house I'm in, like, it is, it is all because of the amount of hard work, not only me, like, myself, but Jake has put into making this life a reality, you know, and I'm grateful to my dad for instilling in me, you know, hard work and, like, that value, like, I'm very grateful. Oh, yeah. For that. Nanny is, like, low-key feminist because growing up, she wanted, up, like, growing up, she wanted us to, like, get married and have babies and, like, be wives and mothers and stuff, no doubt. But she always made it a point to tell us, never live in a situation where you have to rely on a man. Get your own fucking job. Get your own money. Do not tell him anything about your money because that is your business. Make sure your bills are paid and then... The rest you guys can figure out together or he can figure out, but never be in a situation where a man is paying for anything of yours unless he's, like, doing something for you, like, dinner or, like, a date or something. And so, like... And granted, you know that if anything ever happened between you and Russell, which it won't, but you would never have to worry. Like, you would always... Like, wherever I am, you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, like, if anything ever happened to, like, you and Jake, which obviously it's not going to... Yeah. It would be the same thing. Yeah. And, that's, like... See, this is another... This is another good point my mom made. My mom all, always used to say to me, it doesn't matter how solid your relationship is. It doesn't matter how long you've been with a person. Your friendships matter. A lot of the time people get into relationships and they forget about you know, the friendships that they have, they get caught up. I know it's happened to me. I know it's happened to you. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure you're still nurturing the friendships that you have because God forbid anything ever happened in your relationship. Who the fuck would you have to turn to? Yeah. Right? Because, like, I'm almost 26. She's almost 26. We can't rely on our parents, grandparents forever. You know, that's obvious. So I know that if anything ever happened to me and Jake, which, again, it won't, I would have Cheyenne to fall back on. Like, I have, I have that security, you know? So, like, I think that we're both very lucky to be able to have a friendship like this that's, you know, been years, 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 years cultivating to what we are now. Yeah, and to, and it's funny because Nanny was definitely, like, as we talked about in one episode and the last one, like, Nanny was not very supportive of our friendship. Never has been, never will be. And she did not, she did not think it was important to have friends. She had her friends, yes, like, she's had friends who have passed and they really, like, tore her up, so she's always, like, appreciated her friendships, but she's never made it a point to be like, 
make sure you have friends. It was always just make sure you've got your own fucking back. And I think that instilled a whole different weird thing in me. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, everybody's out to get me, you know, only out for number one. Nobody's ever trying to help me or do anything for me. Like... But then, I don't know, because I think of, like, her and Papo's relationship. And this is where I thought we were segueing earlier when we were talking about relationships and, like, how, like, we saw, like, them growing up. Oh, okay. Because Nanny was very much the pants wearer. She very much made all the decisions. Papo was always very quiet, and that's what I knew growing up. But then after he passed and I came into adulthood, it was revealed to me that there was not always the best relationship there, that two of her kids were not his. That for the first, like, 20 years of their marriage, he beat her every day. Like, all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, whoa, you're kidding. And she's like, you never actually know what's going on, like, behind closed doors. Like, but we finally learned to live with each other and to love each other. And I made sure that I was never going to be put in a situation where I had to rely on him because he wasn't reliable. And I was like, damn. Okay. So basically, it's going to be really shitty until it's good. And that's what she instilled in me is that I was going to have to go through so much shit in relationships like she did until finally. And she told me, like, the two that aren't his were both men that, one, she really was in love with. And she was like, this is him. Like, I am leaving for him. We're going to be together. And he got killed. And then the other guy was just, like, second best, but still better than Popo at the time. And so I'm like, okay, so there's going to be men that come into my life and I'm going to find some better man when I'm with this man and I'm going to be able to get saved by this other man. But then something tragic's going to happen or I'm just going to have to deal with all this shit. And all of my relationships, as we know, I dealt with so much at the beginning. I was like, I'm just going to have to tolerate this and try and like get through it because it'll get better. And I honestly had that mindset getting into my relationship with Russell but I was the problem. He definitely had to tolerate me. <laughs> I mean, he had his own issues. Yeah, but like... But sobriety, it really helped both of you. And yeah. both of your, like, your relationship flourish. Yeah, because it was instilled in me that you deal with all this shit and then finally you two are just going to like give up on it and it's going to be fine. You guys are going to calm down. Your relationship's going to work and you're going to grow old together. And then it never happened. And now I'm with Russell and I'm like, oh, no, actually, it's just the drinking. Like, I don't have to deal with all this shit. And yeah. I've and I've gotten it so comfortable. It was essentially with, like, all self-inflicted from both sides. Literally, yeah. And now I don't have to deal with anything. We don't fight. Yeah. We have, like, the smallest tiffs and I set my boundaries and he sets his and we communicate like regular fucking people. Mm-hmm. And then we get on with our lives. I thought growing up, I remember my parents... They didn't fight around us in when we were younger, but there was one night my parents got into a really big fight. Do I know what it was about? No. Um, but I could hear them, right? Because, like, in our house in Maryland, it was, like, my room, my sister's room, and my parents' room was right there. So it was, like, very close quarters, and they were fighting, and I went into their room, and I was, like, crying, and I was like, are you guys going to get divorced? And they were like, they were like, no, like, no, we're not, like, da 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 Little did they know. <laughs> Not yet, at least. <laughs> um, so I thought that it didn't matter how much you fought with the person you were with. As long as you didn't get divorced, like, you were cool. Especially living, like, growing up military. Yeah. Because we moved around a lot, you know. Like, I was always hither, thither, and yon. 
Like, I was everywhere. And a lot of people I knew growing up and stuff, their parents were split. You know, it's very common if you or anybody you know is military, like, you'd understand. Um, So, I thought that that's what it meant. Like, okay, you guys can have huge blow-up fights, like... When you're drunk, sober, it doesn't matter. You're gonna as, you're gonna stay together no matter. You're gonna what. always be together, yeah. right? Until they weren't. My parents split when I was 19, and that story I'm saving for the Patreon. So if you guys want to hear about what happened, which it is pretty juicy, and there are some people who might know. So I know. If you want to hear it, you gotta listen to the Patreon. But my, when my parents split, right, I was 19 years old. And it rocked my fucking world because they had been together my whole life, right? Like, that is all I ever knew. I didn't, I didn't know my parents with other people. Like, I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I remember I was, like, working in Austin for Kirby. And I had come home and my mom and my dad were standing in the kitchen because they were still living together, obviously. Like, my dad was planning on finding a new place and whatever. And I was standing there and my parents were like, we got to tell you something. Bro, I'm like, my heart's beating, right? I'm thinking that they're about to tell me they're getting back together, which is the only thing I could have ever asked for ever. If I believed in God, that's what I would have asked him for. Like, please. Like, bring my parents back together, right? Because, like, that's all I knew. And I don't know. I thought that's what life was. And my parents tell me that my dad's going on a date. And I was like, what? No, he's not. Mm -mm. With you? (laughs) With you, Mom? (laughs) That's who it should be. (laughs) Um, But no, like, them splitting up was the best thing that could have ever happened for either party like literally everybody involved because like you don't realize how toxic things are in your house until you you know you can step out of it and you see clarity put that down we don't have to talk about Otto's hair (laughs) it's a little dust I got a a vacuum (laughs) um but yeah you don't realize how like bad it is until you're able to step out of it and my parents like did they love each other yeah they did I really believe it um But they just grew apart, like, and they stayed together. I don't really know why. Um, Probably because it was, one, easier, and two, like, they had invested 20 years. Like They didn't want you to cry. Probably. That's (laughs) honestly probably the number one reason. They were like, then we got to break out the cry chart again. (laughs) Tinkerbell! But, yeah, no, I really wanted them to get back together. And then once I had time apart from them, or apart... Time with them apart, like, spending time with my mother and spending time with my father apart, it was more, it was a lot easier to understand, you know? And then when my mom met my stepdad, who's an amazing man, like, he's amazing, you know? He loves her unconditionally. He knows her love languages. They have an amazing relationship. Like, I'm really happy for her and for him that they were able to find each other, you know? And my dad has had some ups and downs in his relationship. <laughs> oh, man. His relationship history. And I'm not going to get into that because that is none of my business. I just... Um, but I couldn't imagine... Because he is still kind of like... What? A bitter divorced man. 
And I like, wouldn't say that. Not as a whole, but when it comes to the romantic side of things. I mean, yeah, my dad is at a point in his life where he's in his 50s and, you know, he doesn't want to change. And Yeah, and I feel like I I do hope And he's that been done he, dirty, too, by people since my mom. Yeah, no, he has. And I do hope that there is some courageous woman out there who will take the time. To understand him. That, and he will find a very courageous woman that will make him want to take the time to be like, you know what? Yeah, I've been fucked over. But, like, you're kind of okay. <laughs> See, one thing me and my dad have in common is that we fall really fast. Or at least we think yes. we do. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw something on TikTok talking about, like, your first love, the one in the middle, and then the one you're in now. Right? And it totally matched up. Like, the first love was, like... You know, maybe you didn't even think it was love and da 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 And I'm going to say, and it was like, that doesn't mean it wasn't love. There's just different depths. And I was like, okay, well, my first love was my high school boyfriend. Like, for sure. Like, I knew I loved him. Um, and we broke up because we fought all the time. Like, I don't fucking know why. Like, Oh, my God. You guys, I, like. Like, in the beginning. We, we were like, in high school. Why did you have, how, what did you have to fight about? Well, in the beginning, <laughs> we fucked like rabbits. And then all of a sudden, it was just like. Me angie. No, me angie. And then we just <laughs> fought all the fucking time. Um, and then it hit a point because he slapped me. So I was like, you're done. Yeah. And then when I split up with my ex-husband, I went back to him for like five minutes. Oh, that was such a weird time. Well, because like I grew and I don't necessarily think he did. So it was like a comfort place. Yeah. I've definitely like, you Chris know? number two, I jumped back to him. A yeah. couple different times because it was like comfort and I know you're going to be nice to me. Yeah, exactly. So I knew for sure that I loved him. And then it was like the second one will be like, you know, will hurt. Like they, it will be either like mental, physical, like there will be some kind of abuse, like cheating, lying, whatever. And I was like, well, my ex-husband did cheat on me and then did lie about it. So that totally adds up. I don't know if I said that's why we got a divorce, but plot twist, that's why we got a divorce. The and Apple Watch. Keep them close, but keep them close, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's literally how I found out about the first chick. And it's so fucking funny because that chick, the guy that she was with who introduced me and my ex, her ex, fucking, she tried to sleep with him. And then. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pick me. Yeah. Pick me. It's because her last name sounds like that. So we just, like... She literally told me about it. She was, like... She's, like, walking around here in, like, short shorts and da-da-da-da-da. Because she wanted me to dye her hair. Yes. And at this point, my partner, who introduced her to her ex-husband, was very much, like, old school, kind of, like, style... So, like, I was, he was pretty much grooming me to be, like, a stay-at-home kind of, like, figure, like, cook clean, fucking cater to me shit. So then, there's, like, this woman walking around with, like, these little short shorts that I know is always hitting on the men in our life. And I'm, Yeah, like, she, like, joined the army when she was, like, 30 or something. Like, it was weird. Um, and she was just, like, always fucking around. And, um, do I need to pause this? I know it's okay. Okay. Um, like I was saying, she was always around and like, it was just weird. Well then, you know, they, like my, um, 
her ex gets out of the army, they break up, whatever, blah, blah. Well, my ex-husband who I was with, he gets deployed um, with her, and the night, like, she showed up to deployment, she was, like, fucking drunk, and, like, it was this whole big thing or whatever. Like, okay, cool, they get deployed together, they come back, everything seems fine, she would randomly send him pictures and be like, I got a haircut, but it would be like, oh, this v-neck shirt and her tits, like, pushed to her throat. She was and a pick-me like, girl. Totally. She was like, I'm going to pretend to be buddy-buddy with the ladies, but at the end of the day, I'm a guy's kind of guy. Like, guys love me, but it was always something to, like, catch their attention. And I'm like, if she's sending you a picture of, like, how her hair looks, like, what the fuck are her tits in it? Like, what? But he was like, you know how she is. Like, and she's just lonely. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. But I'm going to set a boundary. Like, she needs to stop texting you after, like, 8 p.m. Yeah, because she's like, not... And she's just, like, no. texting you about random shit. Like, you guys are coworkers. Like, you know. And he was like, yeah, I just feel bad for her. And I was like, I get that. Like, you know, I would be sad, too, if I was, like, in my mid-30s, like, you know, living this kind of life. I I would not feel bad for her. Fuck no. If Russell ever came to me and was like, oh, you know, it's just one of the girls who work in the office and, you know, she's just, like, lonely, she's going through all this stuff, I do not care. She is not your responsibility to make her feel better. I mean, I think it's okay for, like, part people to have, like, opposite sex friends. Like, I don't Oh, absolutely. But there's a boundary, though. There, I think there's a difference between, like, having a friend and, like, Taking in, like, being somebody's, like, emotional, like... Support care- person. Like, yeah, when you guys weren't, like, at all. But then again, I'm also not the type of person to run into a person who's having, like, hard times in their life and be like, let me nurture you. Yeah, you're not a nurturer. So, like, I would rather prefer my partner save their nurturing for me. Yeah. And people when I might say think you're it's not selfish. A I just mean, like, unless you care about them. Like, if yeah. you don't fucking care about them. Like, because I can see somebody crying that I might ne- not necessarily like and be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. But, like, Jake and Emily, they were friends. She wasn't, like, going through a hard time and, like, picked the first person that she saw to, like, no, they throw were, all of her they're like, they're on. like brother and sister, like, best friends. Exactly. And that's the difference. And she's also, like, one of my best friends. So it totally works out. And they were yeah. friends before me and Emily were friends. Yeah, but, like, if they just, like, all of a sudden were just, like, like picked Russell to be, like, their yeah. fucking shoulder to cry in, I'd be like, no, like, there's plenty of people in this world yeah. who could do that for you. Because I've seen so many times where somebody's vulnerable and yeah. that, I think intimacy is really important in my relationships because it, so many of them lacked it. Yeah. That if there was somebody who needed that emotional from my partner and my yeah. partner was taking that energy out of themselves to provide to somebody else, it would be taking from my energy that I need from them. And I wouldn't be Gucci with that. And you're also crazy. Yeah. But no, so this chick, Pygmy, right? Like, she would text super late and stuff. And I was like, God, tell her to stop. Like... You know, we're trying to go to bed. You're fucking getting texts from this chick. Like, you gotta tell her to quit. Unless it's, like, an emergency about work because they're in the army. And so I understand things can happen at any time. Um, and then I went to the lake with this person I used to be friends with. And we came back and it was late and we were, like, a little drunk or whatever. And his watch was sitting on the table. And I unlocked it. 
and I saw these messages between him and her, and I was out of town when those messages were being exchanged, and in the message, it was like, um, he was like, I gotta go, Taylor's gonna be home soon, she was like, oh, do you really have to, and like, put like a sad face, and he was like, yeah, I don't want to either, blah, blah, yeah, and so I get up, and I go into the room, and I grab his phone, because I know the password, and I unlock his phone, and those texts are not there. Well, if you don't know, if you don't delete your texts off your watch, they'll stay there. Like, you have to delete off both items, or at least that's how it used to be. I'm not sure how it is now. And so then I'm like, and I tell my friend, I'm like, you should go into the other room. You should go into the other room. And so I wake him up um, really nicely, and then I'm like, what's this about? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then I, like, grab his Apple Watch, and he had, like, a metal, like, band. I grab it so hard in my hand. We had just gotten these, you guys. <laughs> and I threw it against the wall, and I was like, I, and you wonder why we can't have nice fucking things, because you do shit like this. And he was like, I was pissed. Like, I threw a hairspray can at the wall. Like, I was mad. And, like... He didn't, like, try to defend anything. He just ended up sitting on the ground crying. Ugh. I they know. always do that. They they want to go through all the effort. Like, with Bob. Had the, like, inkling in my tummy. Look at him check his fucking phone. Like, I just met his family in a different state. He got back a few days after me. What's up? Fine. Now that he's been, like, cheating the whole time. Yeah. Hey, I think it'd be a really good idea if you got your shit and got the fuck out of my apartment. And then, like wait if you would just let me talk if you would just let me explain it's like why are you crying now i should be crying you you did this to me (laughs) no and then um i let i let that one well i didn't let it go i was like because i wanted to go do like therapy all together yeah um like me my therapist and him and because at the time i was seeing this one lady and um so I made a comment about it, and he was like, you're not over that yet? And I was like, over it? The fuck do you mean? And so, you know, I could feel our relationship falling apart. Like I've said before, I was the get-over girl who stuck around too long. Like, he was splitting up with his ex-wife when I met him. Like, I should have known better, but I was 19, and he was like four or five years older than me. So, like... You and know, in the state of Texas, if you're married to somebody and you're under the age of 21 and they're not, you can legally drink in bars that allow it. It's up to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Because you're their responsibility. Like, yeah. You're like their dependent in a way. It's like you could bring like an 18 year old child into the fucking bar and be like, I'm their mom. Here's proof. And they can drink. Yeah, exactly. And so like time is going on and you know I had gone to see my dad and I was like dad something's up and he was like he was like you know it's gonna be okay and I remember like leaving North Carolina and I was like devastated to leave my dad like he hugged me at the gate and I didn't stop crying from the moment I got on the plane to the moment I landed like I was so fucking sad because I needed my dad right like he had never like he was deployed and stuff yeah but like it was always a deployment. Like, he moved out of the state. And I was, I would get drunk and I would call him. I would listen to Jackson Brown and I would get drunk and I'd call him and I'd be like, why'd you fucking leave me? 
um, because I felt super alone. Like, I had all these bar friends and stuff, but, like, that was it. Like, like, and I had Cheyenne, too, yeah, but, like, I was, we were going through different things at different times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit heavier in the bar scene at the time, and... Like, I came back, whatever, I went to work one morning, and I got sent home early because I was really sick. And I only get sick, like, maybe, like, actually, like, dead, drag-out sick, like, maybe once a year. And I was sick, and I was, like, laying in bed watching TV, and I had this, like, Facebook message request from this guy, like, I didn't know from my ex-husband's hometown. And I was like, that was really strange. And the message pretty much consisted of, like, don't trust your husband. He's a snake. Like, you know, my soon-to-be ex-wife is his ex-girlfriend. And they're fucking talking. Like, don't trust him. And I'm like, do I, like, know you? Like, what is this? Yeah, I hate those messages because it's like, I'm going to get that feeling in my stomach and I'm going to find out again and I'm going to figure it out. So, like, just please don't message me. I never want a hey, girly message. I'll, I'll get that, like, feeling in my tummy and I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, he was, like, he started messaging me. He was, like, yeah, he said that you guys were divorced and that I was awful and I was this bitch and da 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 He was, like, yeah, he talked a lot of shit about you. He really didn't like you. And I was, like, okay, thanks. Like, he's still my husband. Like. Yeah. Um, and then I called my best friend the one who lives in Washington and I was like I don't know what to do like I'm freaking the fuck out and she was like do you know any of his passwords and I was like I don't know she's like Taylor think can you get on his Facebook and I was like I don't know I don't know so I did and there were messages being like there weren't they weren't very far back because like I said he deleted a lot of shit um so it was like from just the past couple of days of them like being all flirty babe blah 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 right Um, and at the time, you know, this is like foreshadowing, I didn't realize the other girl below this one girl that he was also talking to that same way, messages getting read, messages getting replied. I was so focused on the first one, but I mean, everything came to light eventually. Um, and I called my mom and I was like, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. So I end up calling him and I'm like, Hey, so this is the message I just got, like, blah, blah. And he was, like, and he was a very, like, calm, docile kind of guy. Um, and he was, he was, like, what the fuck? You're going to believe this guy over me? I'm your fucking husband. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? Super out of character. So out of character. And I was, like, and I, for a second I started second guessing myself. And then I was, like, you need to get your shit and come home. Otherwise you won't have a home to come to. And so he came home and he was pretty much just like, yeah, you know, and I was so like torn because like he would comfort me and I would want him to. And there like the first couple nights he we still slept in the same room and like, I was really confused. And then I remembered that other girl and I asked him and at first he denied it. And I was like, please don't fucking lie to me. And he was like, yeah. And I remember I was sitting on the couch and I was just sobbing and he was just rubbing my back. Like it was, it was such a surreal feeling, like a moment. I remember I went 
to Olive Garden with my stepdad because I wasn't feeling good and he was super there for me like through that like whole thing and it was just like it was fucking terrible it was gut-wrenching and then we lived together still for like another year fucking after that because the motherfucker just would not leave he wouldn't leave like for what (laughs) he would not fucking leave he was just biding time so I moved in Yeah, she moved in. He was really happy about that. Yeah, he didn't last very long after that. Uh Uh-uh. He was also, like, a huge piece of shit, so it doesn't matter. He, like, would manipulate me. He, like, I would come home drunk, and he would kiss me or something, and I, like, take advantage of me. Like, it was just fucked. So fucked. Um, But, yeah, obviously, like, our, you know, we did not align, you know, kind of going back to the parent thing, like, You know, my parents maybe aligned in the moment for the time, but they weren't meant to be together forever. Just like me and my ex-husband, we weren't meant to be together forever. And thank God, I think my lucky stars every day he cheated on me. Because, like, I'm not going to even attack this man's, like, appearance because I've got some very questionable looking dudes in my past. But, like... Just how he handled everything, it's like, you can be so grateful that it didn't work out because then now in our healthy relationships, the way that these men handle things, it's like, okay, cool. And it sucks too because like some of his family, like I still really love. Like I love his cousin-in-law, like I love um, his uh, stepdad, you know, I love his sister-in-law. Like, they're all... Those people are amazing. Like, he just sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, not a good person. And you know what? Maybe maybe he's changed. Maybe. Maybe in his new marriage, he's much happier. And... I hope for his current wife that he did change. Because I know that, like, his first wife did him dirty. But, mm-hmm. like, he didn't have to, like, make that his villain origin story. Like, he really was, like, a better divorced man. Like... I take back saying it about your father because your father wouldn't have done to anybody what your ex-husband did to you. He was You almost said his name. I almost did. He was truly bitter. Yeah, no. But I mean, she was one of the girls, so. Oh my God. Yeah. Apparently, it was more mild with her. Like, she wasn't the main one. But oh, she was just like another option. It was he like finally like <laughs> like he didn't physically cheat on me that I know of, but he was having an emo- many emotional affairs with many different women. Yeah, saying that his divorce was almost final, saying that like we were divorced, like fucking spewing whatever bullshit he was spewing. Bob was literally telling people that he was single and like trying to like Ooh, set we'll up call, dates. We'll call my ex husband Bill. Okay, Bob so Bill and Bob. Yeah, so Bob was literally like when I found those messages, it was. Him, like, going back to women's numbers that he had saved before we deleted, before we made him delete his Tinder, and, like, catching back up, and, like, saying that he was, like, you know, doing stuff for the military, and, like, just busy with work, and, like, trying to, like, set up, like, dates and stuff, which is super funny, because not only was he dating me, but he was also dating his now wife at the time, and I'm, like, it just, honestly, I know that there are people out there who cheat, and then find somebody that they want to be loyal to. But there's something about Bill and Bob that I can never see them not being disloyal or I think I think cheating as a whole is fucked up, okay? Do I think 
like I've said, there are gray areas. Yes. Yeah. I think that sometimes a weaker person, like, or a, I don't want to say a weaker person, like, as a whole, but, like, in that moment, I mean, the, what they're doing is weak. Like, not wanting to leave a relationship because it's harder. Yeah. And so just cheating so you have an out, I think that's weak. Or, like, you know, I understand maybe, like, you feel like you're backed into a corner and this is your only way out to cheat. You know, I don't agree with it. It doesn't go with my moral compass, but I un- I can understand why people do it. Yeah, and, like, uh, we have to get into the gray area of cheating because there's even the times where it's, like, you're going through so much and you get so fucked up and then somebody takes advantage of how fucked up you are and now you're a cheater. Now you've cheated on that person that you're with. Yeah, 100%. But, but like, but, I don't know. Bill and Bob... I hope for their sake and for their wives' sake that they have changed, but there's just something in my bones that tell me that tells me if that woman went through that man's phone or she just ignores it because she's got a great thing set up for her. I think people get very complacent in relationships and... Nanny and Popo. Yeah. They just got complacent after a while. They get complacent and they don't want to put the work in anymore and then it just becomes easy to be like, oh, well, you know, fuck. Fuck it, fuck that person, whatever, or they want a younger model, whatever the case may be. I'm so lucky because Jake, man, I could be in a bonnet fucking gassing up the whole room with my ass, and he's just like, you are so hot. Like, Oh my God, literally. Russell's he, the same way. I'm like, he loves I me couldn't so imagine. Much. <laughs> he loves me so much. I'm so lucky. Like, it's one thing I'm so grateful I found is that there's somebody out there, and, like, this is going to sound fucked, guys. What I'm going to say is going to sound fucked. So, in all of my relationships ever, right, ever, granted, I drank in all of my relationships up until, I mean, I did drink in the beginning, but up until this point, you know what I mean? Um, there's never been one relationship I've ever been in where, at least in the back of my mind, I didn't see myself maybe one day not being with them or like, or imagining myself in another life or wanting to get out of this, but just being like, gotta stay true. Because like, even in my relationship with Bill, like, you know, when we were married, like, did I want to stick it out? Yes, because I never, I said, I mean, anybody who knew me in high school can tell attest to this. I never wanted to get married. Yeah. Ever. Like, it just wasn't in the cards for me. Like, I didn't want that. So then I met Bill and I was like, oh, Bill's amazing. Like, I'm going to marry Bill. Right? Um, And I remember when I was driving to you and Charlie's house. Okay. Yeah. When I was driving to you and Charlie's house and I was like, da, 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 da. And we were all supposed to go float the river, um, but Bill did not show. I remember driving by the McDonald's and, like, you know, your head just wanders, like, you know, into thoughts, whatever. I was like, how funny would it be if I married Bill? And then I remember audibly laughing and be like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's so funny, right? And Bill didn't show up that day. It was just me, Cheyenne, and Charlie who floated the river, whatever. Um, oh, that was such a bad day. Oh, my God. You were so fucked up. <laughs> But he was, he was very secretive and very shady and he drove me insane. (laughs) Oh, he, yeah. Charlie was your worst ex for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, I ended up meeting him later on and then it's funny, we did get married, but that was a real thought I had in my head, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know where I was going with that. It was just something that popped into my head. I'm not sure. Oh, not ever loving any of my partners. Yeah, like I... not Not, not, not loving, but... 
always knowing in the back of my mind that there's probably somebody else there's out there probably for me. somebody else out there for me yeah or like how easy it was to be like so interested in somebody who was like pretending to be interested in me and me being like no I can't because I'm in a relationship and they're like oh is that the only reason and I'm like yeah literally if I wasn't in a relationship like it would be happening right now yeah and I I and I think now like even even at the beginning when Russell and I were drinking there was never a point where a man approached a man or a woman approached me and I was like well I could just flirt a little bit I would be like oh my god no no absolutely not like even even that moment where him and I were like taking those like couple weeks because he like you know, we were drinking a lot. Um, even then, I couldn't imagine, like, flirting with anybody or, like, trying to get, like, down. Yeah, no, Jake is it for me. Like, I don't see my future with anybody else but him and you. And it seems so realistic. That's what it is. Because Bob, Chris, everybody, like, Chris too. <laughs> I love how we get to call them by their name, but I highly doubt that you would ever watch this, and I don't think anybody Oh, we does. call him Chris too, yeah. Yeah. Um, none of them, like... We've like obviously I've had conversations with all of them about what our life would be like and what we're gonna make with our life, but it was always like that's not gonna fucking happen. Exactly. This is just for the fun. This is just fun to talk about. But when we talk about it, I'm like, well, like we have to like plan it now. Obviously, like some motion needs to start happening because it's going to. Exactly. Wait, how how long are we? Oh my god, not again. This one really went on a tangent. We didn't even talk fully about our parents. No, we didn't. But you know but what? It's okay. That's what happens here at Sillies and Sad. And we're going to cut this one now because we've been recording for an hour and 37 minutes, and I know there's a lot I got to edit. So if you aren't already following us, guys, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Email us at silliesandsads at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we're Sillies and Sads, of course. Cheyenne, your personals. Uh, my Instagram is oh please no with two O's, mm. and my TikTok is oh please no with four O's. Yes. Oh, also, um, our TikTok for Sillies and Sads is at Sillies and Sads. Yes. And then my personals for Instagram it's T Bills with three Z's and an underscore. For Twitter it's T Bills with four Z's, and then for my TikTok it's Taylor Blitz one, and and. If you guys want to hear something else in the next episode specifically, we have, like, a kind of a rough idea of, like, what we want to do. But if you guys have any, like, ideas yourselves, let us know, obviously, in the comments down below. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell. Head on over to Patreon and subscribe, you guys, because we will be recording an episode on Patreon um, of the in-depth tea that has happened between me and my mom. And that is some juicy shit right there. Ooh, yes. But it's behind a paywall, guys. It is not for the public to hear. It is behind a paywall. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, yeah. and rate us five stars on any listening platform, like on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Leave us a review, guys. Please, it helps us more than you know. And also, don't forget to leave us comments about the merch. If you want a t-shirt. if or you a crew neck. Or if you want a crew neck, Yeah. DM us. Email yeah. us. Come on, guys. What are you doing? But, you guys can talk to us or else we're just going to do a whole lot of talking at you. But, yeah. <laughs> I have to pee so badly. Oh, my God. Me, too. Okay. We're going to go piss. <laughs> go piss, girl. Okay. Do the thing. You have to Bye. say it.